losers ready for the action? Ready to Dude, I'm always it. ready. Welcome to Practical Shooting After Dark. My name is Ben. We are here to talk about shooting. You guys know the deal. Everybody comes here with a topic, something to talk about on deck tonight. Mr. Kim. Hello. Mr. Park. Hello. Mr. Hoppy Cakes. Hello. All the, the the guys are here. All the all the cool peeps are here. Um, I've got to go first. I have a thing to talk about. That's kind of uh, well, it's a it's a business thing, I guess. But it's you know whatever. Anyway, uh, as you guys know, Black Friday is a big uh, big time for shopping, especially the holiday shopping season. Um, well, I'm gonna give you the rundown on the Ben Sugar Pro Shop uh, deals that are coming down. So I think the deals are going to be live. You'll hear this on Thanksgiving. Friday, the deals will be up. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, the deals are going to be up. So you have a few days to go order if you're interested. And some of them are pretty good. So let us let me run down the deal. You guys tell me what you're interested in here. $70 off uh, double alpha bullet feeder. Ooh, that sounds that's excellent. Good, that's a pretty good deal. 20% off the brass base pads for the CZ and Tanfos, $10 off Hundo case gauges, lock grips, 20% off, Safariland backpacks, $40 off, no takers, Terran Tactical Innovations parts, 20% off. That's good. No? These okay. all sound like good products, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, the base pads, well, I find these quite precious. I, I like my Terran Tactical pads. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Pocket Pro shot timers. You're gonna get a free case if you buy one of those. I like uh, that timer. It says an eleven dollar value. Looking at the timer case, uh, I would assess eight. that it's basically accurate. Double Alpha Academy, the new automated primer fillers. Those are ten percent off. Liquid Grip combo backpack. It's a big bottle of Liquid Grip, and then the one with the carabiner on it. Fifteen percent off that. Ten percent off MBX Extreme accessories, um, like base pads and such. No, they have like full magazines, I think. Um, Pro Pro Grip Grip Enhancer, fifteen percent off, and twenty percent off Henning Group accessories. That's a pretty wide variety of parts. Talking about grips, base pads, that sort of stuff. So a pretty good set of deals ready to go for you Black Friday through Cyber Monday at the Pro Shop. No, oh shit, I forgot. I forgot the headline. You get a you get a uh, a microfiber lens cleaning cloth. With every purchase, well supplies last. I don't know how many of those they got, so I'm going to fire off a quick message here uh, to Pro Shop Tim. It's probably more than like five, though. Oh yeah, I should describe it, shouldn't I? It's um, it's pretty, it's pretty cool looking. So it, it's an orange like microfiber towel. It's logoed, and then it's the one that you push inside of the the bag. It's yeah, like yeah. a self-containing one, and then it, it, it the, with the hook on it. So it, like I mean, I would, value, right? I would be happy to have such a thing, and uh, they're going to be handing them out. I'll find out how many, um, and probably uh, send a message to me back during the podcast. I'll let you know. All right, so that's what's coming up now, Mr. Park. What you have to talk about? Uh, I have a show and tell. Is it a rifle thing? No, it's not a rifle thing. I don't know. I've been shooting rifle. It's a shotgun thing? It's a cool handgun thing. <laughs> so um, Looks pretty familiar to me. I think I have some. some more. <laughs> well, I possibly uh, shot yours and like it enough that I just bought one. So 
What I am holding is a Glock 34 Gen 5 with an SRO. Uh, what else? Henning base pads because Henning's awesome. But so I suppose the gun's not really super interesting. Uh, the trigger is not super crazy light. I don't know. Like if you can tell, like there's plenty of spring there. This is it's like four pounds. So it's uh, like there's nothing too crazy. Um, I suppose maybe one thing interesting. Uh, my friend Jared, after he mounted my red dot for me, put witness marks. A couple of my homeboys do that. So you can tell if the uh, screws shift. So maybe that's interesting. But otherwise, uh, the gun's not really that interesting. But I think more than the gun, actually, what I hope to accomplish with it is worth talking about. So, uh, you know, a lot of people buy, like, a different gun, this red dot, because, man, I can shoot faster because I have a red dot. And it's like, well, everybody else shooting that division is going to have a red dot in high-capacity magazines, too. So I don't really have any illusions that maybe it'll necessarily make me better at shooting a different gun. If anything, switching from a metal gun, I'm very, very comfortable shooting. You know, and I can run, run, run self-conscious or subconsciously to a gun that's polymer and it's double action and it's or striker fired, whatever. Uh, anyway, way different is maybe not doing me any good as far as leveling up, but I think I'll learn a lot shooting it, and uh, that's what I hope to do. So um, I see a lot of people with dots in classes, and I'd love to continue to grow my knowledge in something that I don't have a lot of experience with it. So. I'm really excited to learn something new. Um, more so, like, the gun doesn't really matter. It's just a gun. But having a dot, something new that I'm not used to training with is really exciting to me. So uh, expect to see content on training group in the future. But uh, yeah, it'll be something fun to play with during the winter and see if I can learn stuff. Well, that sounds good. Yeah. You're using a 2.5 MOA? I am, because that's the one you told me to buy, Kim. Yeah, uh, I like that. Yeah, oh, you were flirting with the five for a while, yeah. Uh, when when SRO wasn't the thing, because SRO came up with higher brightness setting than uh, previous models out there. Uh -huh. uh, when I was shooting Delta Point Pro, like when I first started, there wasn't a two point five MOA dot that really satisfied me in terms of the size in the sun. Uh, I mean, living in Washington State wasn't ever a problem. But oh, when, I get it. You go to Florida, yes. and you got a problem. Yes. <laughs> so I don't I don't have any patience for stuff that doesn't work. Uh, and Ben has this setup, and his dots have held up. And my friend Kenny has one with I don't know, like twenty or thirty thousand rounds on it, on a CO gun that's held up. So if it holds up, hopefully that's the uh, that's the one for me. But I'm sure there'll be warranty involved at some point because it's electronics, and that's what happens. Yeah, but one yeah. one thing, just a note. Uh, one thing I want you to try later is. Once you get a hang of the red dot, especially when you shoot like a medium distance, somewhere around 15 plus minus yards, mm -hmm. uh, red dot is uh, almost always faster. And trying to go with irons and red dot side by side, run after run, like going back and forth, back and forth, and trying to match the time with the iron side, uh, I, I learned a lot that way. With interesting. Iron. That well, is I've already, interesting. Uh, in my training, it's already been fun. I've already been doing all the stuff that I would tell people not to do. Just kind of like see how it works. Like I tried focusing really hard on the dot and follow like really, really precisely watching the dot to see what would happen. And I mean, I already knew the outcome. It was imprecise target transitions and a lot of problems. But just honestly, just experimenting with all the different ways there is to shoot it. Turning the dot up super, super bright, having it really, really dim. Uh, like I said, I just 
I, I mean, I like learning. I like shooting. So it's fun just having something that, I mean, I'm not, I'm obviously not like a novice. I, I, I'm okay at shooting it already pretty quickly with the minimal amount of time, but it's fun learning something new. Yes. Yeah. I can, I can have my topic now. Ooh, tell me. Are you ready? Yes. Send it. So I want to talk about uh, home gym. So this year, my local gym was always shut down. Uh, I I went to the gym maybe twice this year. Uh, so I kind of quit working out this year just to make myself take a break off this year. Uh, but then uh, now off-season started. Off-season is where I usually get back on working out because in the hot season, I want to train more in shooting. So uh, since the gym's closed, I started uh, working on getting my home gym set up. It's not like I have a uh, bench press or like treadmill, anything like that. I didn't spend any money uh, close to those equipments. So what I started buying is really cheap equipments that are effective. So I wanted to show you a couple of things. So very first thing, uh, this is actually recommended by my physical trainer. Uh, we're not working together you anymore. I want to you show it. Yes. Shake weight. Uh, no. Dang Something. It, it'll be a band? Is it a band? Yes. Ah. Shake weight, similar in concept. I'm going to show you <laughs> later, but. So the first thing I bought is the resistance band. Uh, this is pretty cheap on Amazon. So you can do a lot of the mobility workout. Uh, but one thing I do a lot is I actually make a knot and I close the door on it. So it can it's fixed on the door. So then I can do a lot more exercises that uh, you require to have like a wired uh, machine kind of thing. So I do a lot of back workout like that and mobility workout. And then uh, I use training mask. Of course, this is not effective to COVID, I think, but this really uh, bumps up my heart rate when I do cardio. So the thing is, I hate cardio. Like, if like I have a lot of debate with my wife. I tell her the more time I spend on the treadmill, I'll live longer, but I'm wasting my time on the treadmill, so it's useless uh, longevity. So. One thing I do is the HIIT, H-I-I-T, uh, high intensity high, you know, training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yes. And using the mask just burns me out really quick. So it's just shortening the time I suffer, if I, if I say. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, I, I take it even, even further, man. I just hold yeah. my breath while I'm exercising. You burn out fast. You'd be surprised. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh -huh. So this is something I integrated. Hey, and 15 seconds, I'm done. <laughs> Yeah. So about the but shake you hear that weight, all the time. it's not really a shake weight, but similar in concept. It's actually quite heavy, so I, I'm not going to lift up, but it's called Aqua Bag. Uh, from Amazon, you can just type Aqua Bag, and there's multiple different sizes of this bag. You pour, pour water in. Uh, the heavier ones are like 80 pounds if you fill up with water. Uh, but if you like a uh, three-fourth full, not completely full, then there's water wobbling around left to right whenever you're doing a workout. So it actually uh, really makes you focus on the stability. You don't want to have, like, for example, I do a lot of deadlifts and squats with it. When I'm moving up and down, if my body is swaying one side a little bit, the weight's going to go over there. So it's really focusing me to squeeze the core really well and like move up and down. That kind of stuff 
is all under 100 bucks, like 20 bucks, 50 bucks, something like that. So that's something that I want to recommend people to like, I mean, if you have million, millions of dollars, yeah, go get what whatever you want. But people who wants to stay a little bit uh, budget friendly, yeah, go try with them. And one thing I tried once that I'm not, I don't think I'm going to do it again. This was in, inspired by other shooters uh, over this time i saw in social media a lot of the shooters do like weight and gun at the same time so they would do like push-ups and lift some weight and then they would pick up the gun off the table and then like aim a couple times kind of thing go multiple prone situation kind of thing to make it more physical there's something is an idea but me personally i tried once and immediately quit because of the injury factor was a little bit worried so i'm just separating uh workout and shooting training but if there's something people are interested uh be careful not to injure yourself yeah. i agree uh and kim i'm also not a fan of cardio but if you've ever watched <laughs> zombie land i think it's like rule number two maybe or something so uh, it, is, yeah. it is it is quite important in case there's you know a zombie mm -hmm. outbreak yes in the documentary film zombie land yeah, that is a documentary, actually. Yeah, <laughs> no Does that doubt. Take place in 2021 or 2020? I'm just uh, to I think the zombies answer. had COVID 23, probably. So probably. <laughs> I got a couple of years. Uh, so the number of baby. microfiber towels that we have coming—it's not towels, microfiber cloths. It's it's enough for. Man, if you order the weekend, you should be good. I don't want to promise everybody one, but the number I'm looking at, I mean, it's a, it's hundreds, but I don't I don't know that it'll make it on Monday. I, I don't want to promise anybody anything. That's still so, pretty anyway, generous. You're ordering hundreds is good. I, it'll it'll like Friday, Saturday, you're good for sure. Sunday, you're probably good. If if Monday gets heavy, maybe not. But I it Tim says it's going to last all four days, but I don't want to promise that. Well, it's like you it's like you wait in line at Best Buy because they have limited supplies of a PS5 and you get there and you're like number three in line. And they're like, nope, sorry, it was only the first two people. You are SOL. So that will not be the case here is what you're saying. Like, you're good to go. Yeah, sure. Yeah. All right. Sorry, Mr. Kim. Yes. Last thing. So 50 cal ammo can fill up with ammo and then do farmers carry or deadlifts with it. It's a very good idea. That's another nine way. 9mm ammo or 45 ammo? Uh, I, actually have, have... I actually have still case AK ammo in it. <laughs> Filled up. That still sounds pretty heavy. Yes. Well, they're I mean, those things are horrifying. If you carry two of them that are chock full of, like, nine... I've done, it I've done it before. It wasn't very fun. Oh, yeah, I've had those. You've lifted mine. You don't they're they're like way that. Way too heavy. Yes, I have. I have. I have lifted all of yours, Ben. you got to wear gloves for it, though. Otherwise, you're going to tell us it. I can do it. Um, all right. Mr. Mm -hmm. Matt. Oh, it's my turn? Well, I mean, Mr. Kim's giving you the apartment, like, home gym tips, which are smart tips. So now it's your so turn I'll to talk, talk about uh, shooting for fun, right? So we all do this for fun, right? Yes. Yeah. So taking it to another level, like, no expectations – and then just going out on the range and shooting guns that you basically are not competition guns by any means. They're basically face shooter guns, if I have to say anything, right? <laughs> yes. So, uh, went and uh, shot with 
uh, Joel and Jared this past weekend on Sunday, we went out and shot our carbines and our PCCs. Well, PC, still cal- PCPs, right? Yeah. Pistol PCP. caliber pistol. Yeah, they have PCPs. I think that's just a pistol. Whatever you want to call it. <laughs> that's yeah. true. Pistols and carbines. Yeah, we shot our pistols and carbines and rifle caliber pistols also, yeah. That's true. <laughs> Shot Joel's gun. Uh, interesting trigger on that. Uh, yeah, different than what I'm used to. So yeah. which one on your your, your the two stage? Uh, no, we're talking about on my Glock. Oh yeah. Well, you, you're having to. You were kind of struggling with the trigger for a while there. I'm sure you can mm-hmm. handle a Glock, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, that trigger was good. It was really nice. I was actually really impressed by it. Uh, not having the wall was kind of weird on it, but otherwise it was cool. Yeah. So went out and shot our shot, shot what a Bren pistol, a Bren carbine. We shot a Evo pistol, the PCP. That's what I'm gonna call it now. Yeah. But no, we we're just like shooting for fun. There was no like you didn't have a goal. You weren't trying to press down time on some drill. There was no structure at all. We basically did whatever we wanted and huh? just hung out. Like took the after what midday and you know shot some guns. Kind of cool. Matt, you were like glowing at lunch. Matt sat down. And he said like twice. He goes, "Man, that was just fun." I'm like, "Yeah, dude." Well, like, there that was like no expectations. Like, I don't. Yeah. I can't even remember the last time I did something like that, though. So, yeah, it, I mean, it, it was several years ago, like probably five years ago at this point. Yeah, and maybe. Yeah, are guns that you wouldn't normally take to the range. Like, oh, I've got this gun. I like it, but it's not a competition gun. Yeah, exactly. So just, yeah, we just had fun. Like I, I built up a new gun for uh for stuff and funness and uh tested it out shot it confirmed sight was sighted in and everything like that so it was good shooting for fun is the best and this is the time of year to do it because you don't have anything big coming up and it's like whatever you don't feel like you're missing out on anything you just go shoot yeah it was awesome it was good good times well gentlemen you have a haircut for show and tell (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm not. I already talked about pro shop stuff. Okay. Don't bully me about the haircut. I was catching mad levels of shit, and you know, I kind of wanted to get a haircut, so I did. But maybe I'll get another year, and then I'll get another haircut. Maybe you'll look like a responsible businessman someday, dude. I see like your old videos on like training group. We you had your short hair. Man, you looked so so much better, actually. But whatever. <laughs> yeah. Ben, recently you discussed why you didn't attend 2020 Nationals. I had a situation happen at the 2020 Production Nationals. It goes along with your thoughts on why you didn't attend, and I thought I think it might be interesting to discuss on the podcast. Um, so there, I'm not going to like reveal who this guy is, but I mean, he sent this in. So if you can figure it out, like good on you. But I don't think that's going to happen. Anyway, there's several seasons of Nationals where it was an unloaded start with a gun on a table. The rules specifically said the gun couldn't be propped. The magazines could be on the table or on your belt, and there was nothing in the stage briefing about the condition of the magazines. On day three of the match, we got uh, to one of those stages after having shot the same starts on previous uh, days at previous stages. Um, so what he he's going to give a complicated explanation. So basically what he did was he, he staged the gun on the table with the magazine like a millimeter from the magwell. That he's going to start with everybody tracking this. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he staged it on the table so that he can do that thing where you You're like push, push them together. Yeah, you push the gun and the magazine together. Just as an aside, I think this is a dumb idea. And I absolutely would not do this at, at a nationals because there's so much that could go wrong with it and the advantage is so marginal. But you do you do you guys. Like <laughs> anyway, um, so he's gonna describe that's how he that's what he did to start. Um a couple times. So on day three, I'm going to do the same thing I've already done on previous stages that other ROs agreed were not a violation of the rules. This stage, however, the ROs agree that it isn't a prohibited in the stage briefing. This is this will be interesting, and I you guys won't be surprised. But they simply aren't going to allow us to do it. My friend and I point out this has already been done on previous days and has been allowed. We were told no, so we request the match director. The match director shows up. And agrees it's not prohibited in the written stage briefing, that he's not aware of a rule that prohibits, but says he isn't going to allow it, and he's going to change the written stage briefing now on day three. Oh. My friend points out that there are several other stages that we will now have to go back and reshoot because you've already done this several times and it has been allowed. He complains that ROs on this stage had been prohibiting people from doing what we talked about, even though there was nothing in the written stage briefing about it. Finally agrees to allow us to do the start our way without a change to the written stage briefing on day three of the match. As I become a better shooter, I'm beginning to see more and more of the things you complain about. What do you think uh, about a match director who's going to change a written stage briefing three days into a three-day match at the biggest national level match in the U.S.? Not only that, but he was just arbitrarily going to make up his own rules saying we couldn't do our start since it wasn't prohibited in the written stage briefing. Love the podcast. It was great having uh, well, I'm not going to read that last part because that'll dox him. Um, anyway, first thing I'll say is I have no idea if this is true or not. I find it credible. It sounds believable. Don't know if true. With that having been said, who wants to take a whack at this? So one? I can say I did see this done at one stage. So I did see this exact load done by a couple different people on one stage, though. So Matt, would, you, would is, you find it difficult to believe that this took place? So I'm going to play devil's advocate on this one. So sure. all the stages that let this happen, like you wouldn't really have to reshoot those unless they only allowed that squad, right, to do it, and then no one else, right? So that's not what he presented here. So he presented what? Like, what are you talking about? The ones that he said he'd have to reshoot because it's not allowed or whatever. Do you think that's the important part of the story? No, no, I'm getting to it. Okay. So in this one state, did not allow anybody to do it for two days and however many number of shooters and squads and all that. And these are this RO crew didn't allow that to happen. And then all they were doing is making it where all the squads on the last day didn't allow that to happen. Like they were making it equitable across everybody i i'm playing devil's advocate here what that's what they were saying did you say on on day three they changed the rules to make it equitable and that was a good idea oh no no i'm not saying they changed any rules they just changed what the written stage briefing had to where that person would have to do the same thing as everybody else okay playing so devil's what? advocate on this so keep going what is that I mean, that's, me the end that's, of the, that's the logic behind it. That okay, the so, director was so keep going. 
I'm just saying that's a that's is that that's the end that's the end of the train. Yeah. All right. Well, now I'm going to flip this around and and uh, advocate for the right thing. This is sloppy as fuck. This should not be a discussion at nationals. Obviously, these ROs don't know what they're doing. They don't understand the rules. The match director doesn't understand the rules either. Not the way he should. You cannot do these things. This this should not happen at nationals. Obviously, it sounds like a bad written stage briefing. No, the written stage briefing was fine. The written stage briefing was perfect. The ROing was shit. You don't make shit up and add to the stage briefing. You just follow the written stage briefing. If the match director wants this written stage briefing to be like no propping, mags over here, this and that, then he's got to write that shit down. The match director failed to recognize, and again, if this is true, and if the conversation with was with the match director, because a lot of times people conflate RM and MD, like, and there's multiple RMs. I don't know if this even happened, but you can't, you, you like, you don't want to change stage briefings without a really good reason. And this doesn't sound like a very good reason to me. You know what I mean? Like, this is like the reason, basically, this situation was created by sloppy officiating. That's the problem. Like I, under, like, I understand the arguments, and I think most people listening would understand that, like, what the issues would be rules-wise. But the circumstances were created by sloppy ROs. And that's it. So we need better ROing, obviously, which kind of tracks with my whole, my whole fucking point lately. So anybody have anything to add to that? Joel's not going to touch this one. What about you, Kim? Well, what I think is, like, first, the condition to change a written uh, written stage briefing has to be something that you cannot do due to something you can't do by the rules, not you're not supposed to do. That makes sense, right? So if somebody's doing a RO thought, hey, you're not supposed to do that, that kind of a setup, but it's not against the rule. It's not something you can't do because of the rule. But it's something RO says you're not supposed to do. Then in that case, the written stage briefing cannot be changed because it's not against the rules, not against any safety kind of thing. Right. So a a not sloppy way to RO this is if you're ROing a stage, like you would, you mean go look at your stage. Hey, a well-run match will have you do this. Like go look at your stage, and if you like, if you were the RO in this situation, the morning of day one you should have this conversation with the match director. Be like, hey, this is what's in the stage brief. This is what I anticipate happening. I think we should modify the stage brief. And you cut this off at the pass. And this never becomes a problem. So, you know, that's that's what should have been done. Or the match director, I mean, or whoever this was, would, again, go around before the match and make these sorts of decisions. To not do so is, you know, like I said, it's sloppy. And it's going to create these sort of problems. Okay, you guys. There's no energy in the room, man. You guys don't get too fired up about this stuff. I guess that's why I'm here. That's okay. It's a normal conversation, though. Like, it's. I guess this isn't even spicy by our standards anymore, right? Not really. Like, it's it's just like what confirmation of what yeah, we all. Well, we've got a couple of years ago. We were pretty nice all the time, and now we're blown out fully on the reg and you know talking all kinds of shit like whatever. I mean, <laughs> Not all of us are, but Joel is blowing them out on the reg. Yeah, Joel definitely says the most insane stuff of anyone I know. Yeah. Can't can't stop, won't stop. I just can't help myself. <laughs> <laughs> just high on life, my man. All right. Uh-huh. Well, listeners, 
what we really want is have a great Thanksgiving. If that's the day you're listening to this on, uh, have a good Thanksgiving. And, uh, you know, if you have any questions, send them to us and, uh, you know, that's all for now. What do we do here?